0: What's up Kentucky hikers, it's Media Mike here with your Kentucky Hiker Project podcast for Friday, August 12th, 2022. This episode is benefiting Kentucky Natural Lands Trust, a nonprofit organization whose mission it is to expand our public lands. And we're gonna help them out with a thousand bucks so they can add another acre for the good guys, that's us. On today's episode, we're gonna talk Raven Rock and Red River Gorge, downhilling the steeps, and being considerate of others while we're out there on trail. Today's episode is not sponsored by hiker drip there are all kinds of drip to be had out there from diamonds to gold to bentley's to rolls but when you're out there on trail there's only one drip for you hiker drip formed from pure sweat born of kentucky's summertime heat and humidity hiker drip will have your skin glistening look your best by getting hiker drip on a steep trail near you all right so today's feature hike is raven rock in red river gorge Um, this has been on the list for quite a while but i've avoided it mainly because i'm not a big fan of metal railings (laughs) So Lafonda had hiked this a month or two ago with her girlfriends and said it was awesome. And so um, I was heading down to the Red River Gorge United meeting and this just happened to fit the bill in terms of time and mileage. Um, so this hike, it's absolutely gorgeous uh, up top. Um, there's a loop of overlooks that provide a 360 degree view of the gorge. And on the day that I visited, the sun and clouds were just fantastic. Um, While you're up there, you can see Oxier Ridge, Courthouse Rock, um, Tar Ridge West, and a whole lot more. So it's a simple out-and-back route. Um, This is uh, 3.82 miles with 683 feet of elevation gain. Uh, Overall difficulty I listed as moderate with strenuous strenuous sections. Um, The hike itself, it's actually uh, a mile of bottomlands that are flat as a pancake. Then you hit uh, a paved roadway that goes up to the top. Um, It's super old uh, pavement and so um, that is the strenuous part and so um, it's interesting that they were able to pave this on such steep uh, slope Um, and the road itself is actually extremely well worn at this point uh, which means there's not a whole lot of grip. Um, On top of that, complicating matters, I hiked it when it was pretty wet. There had been uh, maybe some storms or something like that overnight or the day before, and so water was draining down the pavement, and then on top of that, there is plenty of moss covering the pavement as well. So extremely slick, and we'll talk a little bit more about that later in the podcast. Um, I did give you three GPS waypoints. You have the trailhead, uh, the paved road start, um, and then also the uh, loop start up top. Uh, I also added GPX files and KML file for you to download there Um, and so that way you just won't get lost. Uh, In terms of parking, there's plenty of parking available on a private lot. Um, The parking fee is five dollars for the day or ten dollars overnight. If you don't want to pay those fees then you can uh, pay a two dollar fee for trail access and park on the main road there. Um, There's extremely limited parking uh, off of the road. I think there's maybe two pull-offs right there that you can use Uh, in order to access this trail. So uh, speaking of fees, this is the only private day-use fee area in Red River Gorge, and so the landowner, Pat, has provided access uh, for a fee. Um, Private landowners are under no obligation whatsoever to allow people to pass through their property in order to access trails, and so this is kind of unique in the gorge. And for the fee, uh, relative to the views, I would say that it's an awfully good value. Um, so just when you when you're there, make sure you park in a numbered spot. Um, deposit your fee at the fee station, which is just a little box uh, nailed to the house. And in terms of navigation, this is a really easy trail to navigate. It is unmarked. There are no blazes. Um, the outside of uh, leaving the trailhead area, where uh, Pat has put up signs and that kind of stuff, um, there are no other markings whatsoever. And so. Uh, You start out by walking on mowed double track, and so the private landowner certainly mows that because Forest Service does not. um, And that keeps all of the uh, grasses down so that you can walk through it pretty easily. Um, Once you get on the paved road, uh, it's just up, up, up. There's a couple of breaks in between with some flatter sections, but for the most part, uh, it's a pretty strenuous uphill just because of the steepness of it. Uh, The terrain is paved and so um, that creates, uh, you know, its own issues with slickness and that kind of stuff. Um, But it does make it easier to travel uh, with relatively wide trail almost the entire way up. All right. Now, I did make a few notes for future visits. Uh, I do plan to come here after a good snow. Um, and so I think the views up top would just be outstanding, uh, covered in snow. Uh, I'll definitely bring micro spikes and uh, all the other gear that I take for uh, snow hiking. And so that way, <clears throat> and I'll definitely try to stay off of the trail as much as possible or the pavement, I should say, because that is super slick and on snow, I can see that turning into a really long uh, slide uh, with a really devastating uh, finish. So. Um, This is also a fantastic place for sunrise and sunset. Uh, In Red River Gorge, there are plenty of spots up on cliffs um, where you can catch a great sunrise or sunset, um, but there aren't many places or many hikes that you can do that offer both. And so this is something that I'll revisit this a total of at least three times, once for the snow, once for sunrise, and another time for sunset. Um, in terms of private property uh, the one thing I did want to add here is that um, just be respectful when you're there make sure you pick up your trash Um, you know don't uh, you know don't park there for free and just do a free ride Um, ultimately this is private land and at any point in time uh, access can be uh, cut off and so if you're respectful these rights of way and that kind of stuff that private landowners provide um, they will continue to be there if you're disrespectful or you know, uh, create problems, then sometimes uh, access can be lost. This has happened a number of times uh, along Sheltoe Trace and then also on Pine Mountain State Scenic Trail. So, um, as far as uh, risks and that kind of stuff, this is pretty typical. There's uh, plenty of poisonous snakes around, copperheads being the most common, but timber rattlers are also available, uh, are also known to be out there. Um, it is a black bear area so just make sure you use safe food storage and of course at the top, the reason that it has uh, railings around the entire 360 degrees is because along that entire 360 degrees is a cliff. And so just make sure that um, if you're hiking this, you know, keep the kids close and um, make sure that nobody uh, gets too close to the edges uh, or slides underneath the railing. All right. Um, and then, as far as a little bit of trail history, um, this uh, this particular trail used to be home to a hang gliding uh, competition, and I pulled up the news article a long time ago. I wish I would have saved it at, or could find it now, but uh, the story basically goes that two hang gliders—they uh, were there for a competition over the weekend. On uh, one of the days, uh, you know, somebody uh, you know basically you know jumped off uh, and then had a bad landing and died, and then. The second day, uh, the same thing happened, and so you had two deaths uh, in the span of two days. Um, it was, uh, you know, covered in the news. I think the Lexington Herald is uh, is the newspaper that uh, that I found that had that story, and so uh, it certainly is very dangerous. I, uh, you know hang gliding paragliding it's uh it is uh prohibited in national forests now and this is part of the reason is because you have people jumping off and i can't really think of any place that's a really great landing area there either so i think you'd have to be a little bit on the uh crazy adrenaline side in order to even consider doing something like that so anyway so that's raven rock it's uh fantastic views 360 degrees you can't really beat it uh in terms of that uh the hike up it's easy you know, and then just has that steep, uh, section on the way up and on the way down. And so, you know, overall I'd say it's a fantastic hike. Uh, I'd give it all the five stars and you know, all that good stuff. All right. So the, let's move on. So the, uh, Kentucky hiker skills segment is not brought to you by personal space. While copperheads are the most common venomous snake in Kentucky, they never, and I do mean never bite hikers who understand, respect, and most importantly, observe. Personal space. You have your space and they have theirs. As long as you keep it that way, you'll be copperhead bite free all your days on the trail. Personal space. It's not just for humans, it's for copperheads too. It keeps hikers alive. All right, and so on our skills segment, let's talk a little bit about downhilling the steep. So a lot of people don't really think of you know, the act of hiking, the actual physical part of moving your legs and your body over terrain. Uh, as a skill, a lot of people just think it's as simple as walking, and then that uh, couldn't be further from the truth, especially when you're on a really steep slope. Um, Raven Rock, in particular, presented certain uh, kind of uh, unique challenges in a way because it's rare to have um, hiking occur on such a steep slope that is covered in asphalt. And so, the slope, hang, so when it comes to steep slopes and hiking over them, um, it comes down to two. Two basic uh, physical characteristics, which is the slope angle and then the trail surface. Okay, and then to address those, it's essentially your body position and the gear that you use. So, gear is the easiest part of things. You know, basically, you just get some nice shoes or boots with good traction, you know, a good tread pattern, and some deeper lugs, and so that'll give you plenty of grip. And then, hiking poles are also extremely helpful uh, in helping to keep yourself uh, balanced. It also provides two more points of contact. Um, which can be extremely helpful on the steeps. So body position is really the the most problematic uh, area. So um, ideally, you wanna maintain a low center of gravity and have a slight lean downhill, Uh, but the reality is that most of us walk way too tall keeping a high center of gravity um, with very little bend at the knees in particular. Um, In yoga, we have something called skier's pose. In skiing, we also have skier's pose. Um, In hiking, it's the same kind of ideas. You know you want to bend the knees uh, and ankles and lower your center of gravity um, and then lean ever so slightly forward or downhill to maintain balance Um, alternatively you know you can sidestep downhill this is also extremely helpful um, you know in in certain uh, scenarios especially if you're off trailing so the hike i did the next morning after raven rock was in copper's creek Um, and you know I visited nine arches there and that was on some user trails uh, with varying uh, degrees of uh, soil stability and that kind of stuff and so sidestepping was definitely something I used quite a bit more um, when I was off trail on loose soil so in order to sidestep down you're just facing perpendicular to the downhill slope Um, you step sideways in order to stay balanced and this is really nice because what happens is you have one leg that's uh, more bent and then the other one that's a little bit longer. And so you're already in a good position to kind of control a slide if you have that happen. Um, on Raven Rock in particular, um, with the slickness of the pavement, um, I was leaning downhill and you know, and I didn't, uh, you know, just trying to stay balanced and be mindful of that on the way down. I was also uh, putting my hiking poles well out in front Uh, in order to try to get some additional traction because frankly um, I had trail runners on and they were um, they were quite slick and so normally uh, the trail runners that I use they're from Columbia Montrail Um, they're the trans alps uh, version that they sold years ago and I've been through I think this is my fourth pair of them I bought them all of the same model year because I really loved them and they're great for off trailing Um, but uh, for you know they're usually pretty good on slick rock on on the slick pavement it's just they they were not great and so anyway um, the other alternative is that when you are uh, downhilling if you have short down steep downhill sections uh, one of the nice things is especially if you're in good physical shape and you do uh, a lot of uh, you know hiking and running and that kind of stuff um, you can just as easily just speed up your uh, you know your pace and you can start running a little bit uh, in those short sections. The problem at Raven Rock is that these sections are long, and so uh, getting into a full gallop uh, going downhill uh, certainly would be dangerous, so if you were to watch me uh, hike downhill on this slick pavement um, with water flowing over the top and moss everywhere, um, you would have seen someone who looked a little bit like they were maybe 80 years old uh, with osteoporosis. All right so that's kind of what i was looking like out there but at the same time hiked in uh hiked down safely uh didn't have any issues and it was um, you know uh, even with uh feet slipping here and there and that kind of stuff i was still able to stay uh, really nice and balanced on the way down so downhilling it can be uh, the most common way to fall is just people stand too tall they slip uh, straight backwards and fall right on their ass Um, that's just kind of how it works and so um, we I see the same thing I've I've been a ski instructor for years and uh, it's the same thing with skiing Um, just people leaning a little bit too far back and then the fall is always the same it's straight back on your bum all right so that's the skill segment for this week and then uh, moving on our leave no trace segment is not sponsored by the fraternal order of woodland messmakers whose mission it is to provide volunteer opportunities for hikers who love and respect the outdoors. The Fraternal Order of Woodland Messmakers wants to remind you that without them, the woods would be clean and pristine all year round. Yeah, those guys are basically like the antithesis of Leave No Trace. But in this week's uh, Leave No Trace segment, we're gonna talk about the seventh principle, uh, which is to be considerate of others. And so I'm gonna read this little quote from the Leave No Trace Center. Um, and so to quote to maximize your feeling of privacy avoid trips on holidays and busy weekends or take a trip during the off season so this is why I hiked Raven Rock on a Tuesday and generally speaking this is why I hike Red River Gorge during the week Uh, between that hike that I did at Raven Rock and then the nine arch tour of uh, coppers Creek I did the following day, I ran across exactly zero hikers, uh, zero. And so on the trails, um, I didn't come across a single other human, um, which was wonderful. Um, These are popular trails and a popular destination, but on a weekday, uh, there wasn't a single other soul out there, not one. So um, being considerate of others also means uh, considering when others are going to be out there. If you enjoy solitude in nature as much as I do, um, visit some of these popular spots on weekdays. Uh, It might even be worth taking uh, a little PTO to enjoy a quiet hike out there um, and escape the crowds. Uh, Alternatively, you can also hit up some of the less popular hiking areas around the Commonwealth. Um, Big South Fork and Pine Mountain have loads of hikes uh, that even on weekends are unlikely to draw a crowd, um, and they're every bit as beautiful as uh, the more crowded paths in Red River Gorge. So, That's the podcast for this week, Um, just kind of give you a fundraising update. Um, The total donated to Kentucky Natural Lands Trust now stands at a big old $140. That's one Benjamin and two Andes, so that's 14% to goal, which is great. Um, so this has been the Kentucky Hiker Project podcast. And if you'd like to sponsor an episode, submit an ad or give a shout out to one of your fellow hikers, go to the podcast page at KentuckyHiker.org podcast and hit the sponsor an episode link. I can write the copy or you can do it for yourself. Also, just real quick in terms of the flood, uh, you know, please uh, check out Apple Shop, dot and uh, look for volunteer opportunities. I'm seeing a lot more volunteer opportunities down there to help with uh, cleanup and kind of getting people back uh, you know back to scratch so to speak and so if you have uh, time on your hands and you want to go down to that area um, just check it out uh, appleshop.org and you can click on the flood relief um, you know uh, link there and uh, also i am looking at a weather window that's coming up next week and so i'm hoping that uh, the forecast continues to improve a little bit and dry out um, and if that's the case, then I'll be heading down to Pine Mountain next week. Also, last week, um, I uh, visited, or this earlier this week, I went to the Red River Gorge United meeting. And so I'll have a little bit more information on that on an upcoming podcast as well. So thanks so much for listening. And uh, you know, go out there and plan your next hike.